Wednesday night at Carol's. That was magnificent, guys. That was fabulous. It really was. Uh, everybody who was involved with that, the orchestra, the choir, the lighting, the ambiance, it was it was special, special evening. Uh, Tuesday, um, I, I trust you know what day that is. Uh, Okay, I, yeah, I was, I, was, I was looking for some feedback. Come on. Uh, Tuesday, uh, 11 to noon, fastest hour of the year. One of the most important hours. I mean, it plugs the hole in that day that oftentimes we leave vacant because we don't take the time to worship Him. Uh, so I encourage you to come on Tuesday. The bulletin has been saying for quite some, well, the last four weeks that I was going to be bringing the Word today and it didn't lie, but it was wrong. Uh, this last week has been a, a real interesting week for us. Uh, Tuesday morning, uh, we took Margaret to the emergency room, and uh, she uh, uh, had a procedure on Wednesday to draw fluid away from her heart. And apparently, it was uh, it, it was almost too late. But you know, it wasn't because her life, our lives, are in God's hands. I mean, her life's in God's hands. When it's his time, it'll be his time for her. When it's his time for me, it'll be his time for me. When it's his time for you, it'll be his time for you. But until it's his time, nothing can take us out of his hand. Uh, so anyway, um, she's, she's hopefully going to get out of Stone, uh, not Stonecrest, she's out of Stonecrest. Uh, what day is this? Uh, yeah, hopefully she'll be getting out of Centennial, hopefully today. Uh, if not, then tomorrow. Uh, I haven't known what day it was most of the week. So uh, you guys get a special treat. It's been a while since she's been up, and I heard her this morning. You're going to get a good download from Barbie Laughlin. Would you welcome her? I guess a good download is better than a corrupted file. <laughs> See, I can speak techie. <laughs> okay, don't push it. Um, I'm so excited about what the Lord has. I love that He always has something to say to us if we will get into His Word and listen. Very often we think that God's not speaking when in fact we haven't stopped long enough to hear Him. And uh, especially in this season with everything that's going on and it's crazy. Guys, I made a mistake yesterday and went to a store. It was the devil. I was down here. I was studying. I was like, you know, doing the right thing. Nobody was here. It was quiet. It was nice. And this thought hit my head. It's like, oh, you need to run and get that. Ooh, people are not celebrating Jesus out there. Oh, no, that is not what they were doing. And so when I pulled into the first parking lot and there were no parking places, not even a bad one, there were none. And I thought, I'm going home. They're getting something homemade. So if that's you, <laughs> enjoy your dipped pretzels. And um, anyway, are you all ready to get into the word today? I love that Proverbs 25.2 tells us it is the glory of God to conceal a matter and it is the glory of kings to search a matter out. Are you ready to be kings today and search out a matter? Let's stand up and get into the Word. All right. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, 
During the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born, in Bethlehem in Judea. They replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way. When it rose, went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Father, I love your word. You blow my mind. I thank you, Father, for the riches that we find, Father, in in just the simplest of passages. Father, I thank you that you are calling us to a deeper knowledge of your word. And I thank you, Father, for another opportunity to delve into it today. I ask that your Holy Spirit just breathe life over this place, Father. We know, Lord, that when you send your word, it will perform what you sent it to do, and it will never return void unto you. And Father, that's what we pray today. As we sit under your word, let it produce fruit in our lives that is consistent with righteousness. I pray that they forget everything that I say that isn't of you, Father, but all that is of you, let it stand and produce fruit in their lives, Father. And we will give you all of the glory in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. 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 We get to talk about the Magi today. These are some interesting people. I mean, they're really some interesting people. Okay, let's just, let's talk about this for a second. We have this image of the Magi. We think there were these like three guys, these three kings. We've seen pictures of them. They're on camels crossing the desert. And in the pictures of them crossing the desert, there's three of them. And they're in their kingly robes and they have crowns on their heads. Doesn't it sound like I'm saying crayons when I say that? (laughs) That's hurtful to me. Um, But they've got crowns on their head. And in the pictures that you see, they are carrying their treasure. You know, they're holding, as they ride the donkeys, one of them's got a big old bottle full of myrrh. (laughs) One of I wouldn't want to be, the gold, that one, that one like really drew the short straw. If they're going to cross the desert holding a gold, frankincense, and myrrh. We see them traveling across. We sing the song, We Three Kings of Orion Are. And that is a weird song. I'm sorry, but it's just not my favorite one. However, at Carols by Candlelight, those three little kings that we had down there 
in their colorful robes. If you didn't see them, they were so cute. And Mary and Joseph, I don't know if you noticed them, but look at the pictures online. They were so adorable. They were so good. But that's not what the Magi were. That's not what the Magi were. In fact, when we study about them, we think that there were three that went. Did you know that nowhere in Scripture does it say that there were three kings? It doesn't say that. It says the Magi went. What it says is that they brought gold, frankincense, and myrrh, and we being human beings focus way more on the gifts than the people. I know, won't it? I started to go way off on a tangent with that one, but we get so focused on the gifts, we just attribute things to the people that perhaps wasn't there. So I want to just share with you what I found out about the Magi. These were some powerful guys. These were some powerful, they were kings and priests. Now there are, there's a bad connotation of the world, that, of the word magi, that uh, kind of got out there and it was about them being magicians and sorcerers and being caught up on studying the stars. And while there's a bad element to probably every sect or every you know, portion of people that we want to draw out, the major histories about the magi is something that's completely adverse to that, something completely different. What I found is that they were scholars. They were kings. They were studiers. They they were given to study. Their lives were devoted to knowledge. Their lives were devoted to knowledge and to learning. They studied law. They studied religion. They studied scriptures. They studied medicine as much as medicine existed in those days. Bring the leeches. They studied... They, they studied everything, that, and they did study astronomy. They did study the stars, but the wealth of the knowledge that they carried covered all of these different venues, so much so uh, that they were sought after. They were sought after by kings. They were actually, they, they, were, they, they were known to be able to set a king up or make a king fall. They were strong. They were powerful. And something else that struck me is while we think of three that go, Have you ever known a king to travel alone? History would tell us that when these kings went, when these kings from Persia went out to go see Jesus, that wasn't an unusual thing because they were welcome. Doors were open to them because of the knowledge that they carried. They were sought after. They were the guests you wanted at your royal party. And when they came, they came with an entourage before an entourage was popular. They came with guards. They came with people to take care of them. They came with people who were just maybe even members of families. But they, when they came, it was an event. So when they showed up in town, it was notable. And we know this from this passage of Scripture even that we just read. When they showed up, it wasn't just three little guys sneaking into the town of Jerusalem. Uh, what happened was that they were, they were as they came in, it was notable because it says, uh, it says right here, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. Now, why would all of Jerusalem be disturbed by their presence if it was only three little gods coming into town to talk to the king? It wasn't. It was an entourage. There was an onslaught. There was an entourage that came into town uh, that would have come to inquire about this. There's so many things about this that are interesting to me. One of the interesting things to me, too, is that we have proof now that the paparazzi was alive and well during King Herod's time. 
(laughs) because one conversation with the king somehow hit the airways and all of Jerusalem was now disturbed. (laughs) How did that happen? How did one little conversation get out unless it was a big deal? And it was a big deal. When they came into town, what the Magi did, they went to royalty most of the time. If they were in town, it was because something big was happening. Something of note was happening. A prince had been born or a uh, coronation were taking place, or they were giving counsel to leaders. So when they came, it was a big deal. Why am I telling you this? Because it was a big deal for them to be inquiring about this king of the Jews, because that meant that they had acknowledged this king of the Jews. One of the things that I felt like the Lord had in my spirit today to share was the reason that the Magi came was because they knew. They had studied so much and they knew so much and they had so much knowledge. They had so much knowledge, and I believe this is applicable to our lives. They had gained so much knowledge. They knew enough about the scriptures to go, this is the, the, there is a star that's spoken of in the book of Numbers, though they probably wouldn't have called it the book of Numbers at that time. And it talks about a star that will arise and from it that the scepter will rise that will, will shepherd the people, that will lead the people. And they so believed what they read. See, sometimes we can have all kinds of knowledge, but it never steps over into the area of faith. And the, the word tells us that faith cometh through hearing and hearing by the word of God. If we don't have enough of truth in us, we will never shift into faith that causes us to move, which is what had happened to the Magi. They had read enough. I found this so interesting, guys. Do you understand that Daniel was a part of this? Daniel was a part of this. That In uh, Daniel 5.11 talks about, it says, your father appointed a man, I'm paraphrasing, uh, your father appointed a man, King Nebuchadnezzar said, he has a wisdom be, uh, that is like that of the gods, and he appointed him to be chief over the magicians and the sorcerers and the wise men and the magi of that time. He was actually appointed to be Ragmaj. He was the chief of the, of the Magi. And so in that, the Magi from that point forward would have studied his texts, would have gotten to know it. And as they studied it, can I tell you, you cannot study the word without your faith increasing. You cannot get into the word and not be changed by it. And I really believe that that's what happened here because let me tell you, when they came, it wasn't like they took a small journey. They had taken many small journeys. They'd gone to a lot of parties. They'd gone to a lot of king's houses. But this journey would take them from Persia all the way into Jerusalem. And that's not from Nashville to Murfreesboro. This is over a thousand miles They traveled over a thousand miles on foot and on camel to come and see about this king because they had seen a star and their faith had increased so much by what they knew that they had to act on it. And I wonder how often in our lives that our knowledge of God becomes so great that our faith arises on the inside of us and we have no recourse but to act on what we know and believe of him. I believe that's what he's calling us to do. We have to dig some wells, guys. We have got to dig some wells in the spirit. Uh, in, In ancient times, that was the way the family was sustained. They would go and they would dig wells, and when they found water, they would build around that water. So often we are building our houses around non-existent or dry wells, and then we wonder why we can't sustain ourselves when the hard time comes or when things happen. We have got to start digging some wells of the word in our life so that we can be strengthened 
strengthened in our faith. Otherwise, not when something comes against us, we are not, as Justin said, going to have the faith to stand. We've got to dig those wells in our life. And so we see something really wonderful take place. They go and they find this child with his mother, which I find interesting in and of itself because it said they followed the star and they went to the house. Think about that for a minute. Think about the fact that there's a star in heaven and you've got to find the house It's directly over. <laughs> I mean, I might get a continent, right? <laughs> it looks like it's somewhere in the United States. See, God is specific when He is leading you. He will give you a step-by-step instruction if you will listen to Him and if you will follow after Him. And these magi were in pursuit of this king. And Keith and I were talking in between services. Just, just that passage alone to go, He was born a king. You can't be born a king. You're born a prince. You're born a king. So if you just, there's so many places to camp in this uh, to just to sit and go, how, how, amazing this was. So they go and they do something here. They take their, the the knowledge becomes faith and belief and that belief causes them to act and that act leads them to an encounter. Understand that when your faith arises to the point that you pursue him, it can birth an encounter in your life. And so they encounter this child and then something amazing happens. See, there's something I didn't tell you. I I failed to mention that the Magi were monotheistic. They believed in one God. And while they could take a million presents to a king and there not be an issue, there was one thing that was reserved for them and them alone, and that was their worship. And their worship was given to the divine alone. That was extremely important to them. It had to go to deity. And I just find this so... God is just the coolest. The deity that they worshipped was light. They worshipped light, and that was part of the reason that they were so enamored of the stars, and astronomy was such a big thing, because to them, each portion, each each star told a story, and it was a story about this God that they served, this God of light. They couldn't bow down before the other kings. They couldn't go and, and worship anything other than what God had done. And so here's the interesting part of of this to me. These carriers of the knowledge of men, these carriers that know everything, walk into this room and encounter Jesus Christ. And it's not about the gold or the frankincense and myrrh. It's about what happens before that. The scripture tells us that they bowed down and they worshiped him. They worshipped him. That those who were very learned, who knew it all, who had the uh, the gates of kings open to them, in that moment recognized that this was divinity before whom that they were, were standing, and they bowed and they worshipped him. The gifts were ancillary. They were just part of it. The, the huge thing was the recognition. Do you understand that you can encounter God in such a way that everything you thought you knew changed? What happens here? It says when they encountered him, what was birthed out of them was worship. When you truly encounter him, worship will be birthed out of you. And then from that place of worship, look what it says. It, it, it goes on to say, and after they'd given him the gift, it says, having been warned in a dream not to go back the way that they came, they went another direction. Not only were the lines of supernatural communication open now between God and the Magi, what an interesting thing to go from a place of encounter, from a place of worship with Him, they received revelation 
And from that revelation, their course was changed. And can I tell you that when you will get to know God, when you get to know enough about Him, Scripture tells us uh, that uh, in 2 Peter 1.3, I believe it is, the Scripture says, His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of Him who called us according to His own grace and goodness. Through our knowledge of Him, He has given us everything we need. So what does that mean? That means we need knowledge of Him. We need knowledge of Him in order to move forward. We need our wells. The things that we draw from in our life need to be deep and they need to be full and they need to be ready to draw from. Amen? That's the Word. It will change your life. It will change your life. And as I was kind of asking the Lord, how how do I tell them how this works? How do I show them how this works, Lord? Because... As you put the word in, you don't even realize sometimes that you're putting it in, but you are digging wells. You're putting things on the inside of you that will come out exactly when you need them, exactly at that moment. And for me, when I am in the word, inevitably it leads me to a place of worship. That's one of the things that I think that's something that Pastor Wayne has so sowed into my life is, is that the the impact of the word on your worship and how important that is. And, and one day I was upstairs Hal, are you here? Good, because if he had left, I was going to be so upset. Uh, I was upstairs and I was studying and I was thinking about God and I was thinking about the names of God and I ran across this word and it was the Hebrew and it was Seha Elohim, Elohim. And it simply just meant Lamb of God. And one of those wells in my spirit just opened up. And all of this began to turn out of me. And, and it's, it's like I was thinking, you know, Psalms tells us that He is the shade upon our right hand. He is so close that when He stands, He casts a shadow over you. Uh, Proverbs, t- uh, Isaiah would tell us that he's, their pro- he's our portion. And I got to thinking about all these different ones that, that had uh, been birthed in my spirit. And- I just began to sing from one of those wells. And I'm, I want to share it with you because I really believe God is calling us to dig some wells of worship in our life, to dig some wells of the Word so that we can have what we need in those moments to sustain us. Mm-hmm. You are the shade upon my right hand. My heart does love Bridegroom, Messiah Jesus, you are Day spring desire of nations My holy habitation Say hi, Lord, 
God is that you would open these wells in our life father that we would begin to dig in your word to the point that we are full 
that we are full, not for anybody else to tell us what you have said, Father, but for us to know ourselves, who you are, that we could recognize you, that we could um, acknowledge you, Father, that we could discern your presence for ourselves, Lord. So if those who are going to pray, would you come forward and receive the elements? And we're just going to sing and you join with us. Can you stand?
awaken a hunger for his word in you. May there be so much word that your faith grows and is strengthened to the point that you act. From that point of action, may you have an encounter with him. And from that encounter, may you receive revelation of God that changes the course of your life. This is the God that we serve. This is the King of the Jews. This is the Lamb of God, the ruler of your life. We submit to you. Oh, Lord, we acknowledge you. We celebrate you in this season. And we go in peace to love and serve you, oh God. Amen and amen. Say hi, Elohim.